Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Podcast Network Asia. So what I do is, and how I encourage people to start is, you basically just flip through magazines without overthinking, and you look through pictures that catch your attention. It could be words, pictures, scenarios, anything. And don't overthink. You just cut it out and you put it there on the side. And then before you know it, when you go back to them, it all comes together because you're like, okay, what attracted me to this picture? What drew me in? And then you realize it's actually all connected to each other. You're listening to Project Loving Myself Podcast, a well-being podcast that shares stories of self-love, mental fortitude, and self-discovery. Hosted by life designer and well-being coach, Sanaya Gurnamal. Hi, I'm Sanaya Gurnamal, and this is the Project Loving Myself Podcast. Join me each week as we navigate through aha moments, new ideas, and flashes of insight from candid conversations that inspire you to get started on your own project of loving yourself. Because the most important relationship you will ever have is the relationship that you have with yourself. You matter. This is Project Loving Myself. and welcome back to another episode of Personal Growth and Me Time. Let's talk about superpowers and rituals today. We each have something unique or special about us. I call that your superpower. It could be a trait, a virtue, a quality that makes you individually you. It could be what people see about you or something that helps you keep going when times are tough. Is probably a trait that you have developed through experiencing challenges and overcoming them. Mine is the ability to see the pattern in complex situations, to see through all the drama, the bullshit, and zero in on exactly what is happening so that I can turn it around. It is a gift that helps me as a coach, a healer, an instructor, and as a content creator. But most importantly, it helps me tune out all the noise and focus on what really matters. I have also developed the talent of self-belief over time. With every mountain I have climbed, which actually turned out to be molehills when you get to the other side, I have built trust in myself, knowing that I can face any adversity and find the positive, the good, the lesson in it. So what may look intimidating and foreboding collapses into a pile of dust when you pierce that illusion. The benefit of the Project Loving Myself journey is learning about yourself, what triggers you, what makes you tick, what floats your boat, what inspires you to take action. And recognizing these hidden talents, 
gifts, you may call it, that help you rise up and cross your own Red Sea. That's what's important. So ponder over this for a minute. What is your superpower? What is that about you that is your greatest strength or ability? I've invited our guest today, Mikaela Legdameo, because of how powerfully she has honed in on her own superpower, which she realized by going through her difficulties. She also has a specific set of rituals that she follows to get her on the path to success and achieve what she wants to create, which makes for a great conversation right there. Mikaela is a fashion consultant blogger, and social media influencer. She's also a superstar mom to her three children, so she definitely knows what she's talking about. The ritual that she practices that actually caught my interest is her family tradition of doing vision boards. I love vision boards myself. They work for me every single time, and I even teach a class on it every now and then. But I would love to know more about how Mikaela does her own vision board and how it helps her in her life so you can see the value of doing one for yourself. Are you game? Let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Mikaela. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's so nice to be here. (laughs) Thank you so much. I know you are so busy. You have so much going on, plus three kids. I've got three kids, so I totally understand how challenging that is just to make time for each kid Mm -hmm. um, and also all the other things that, you know, is required to take care of children the way you want them to. So I really appreciate your time and I thank you for being here. Now, Mikaela, I want to dive right into the topic of vision boards. Mm-hmm. Okay. I saw a post that you've been doing it for the last decade with your family. How did you get into this whole vision board process and why did you even start to do it? I think because we started doing it on New Year's Eve. We wanted to find a ritual that was meaningful rather than just, you know, watching fireworks. And we wanted, you know, to bring more purpose into our lives. And I felt like it was a good practice to have. It was introduced to me, I think, by someone at church or it was my grandma. I can't remember because it was a long time ago, but um, we then adapted it into our family. Um, And then there. So ever since... It's been something that we have practiced and even the kids do it as well. I think that's so beautiful. You know, I'll share an interesting story. Um, Last December, just before Christmas, Mm -hmm. a friend was asking me, so what are you doing for Christmas? You know, do you have like a family tradition or ritual? And that, you know, question kind of took me by surprise because I'm like, I never thought of it that way. You know, I've been celebrating Christmas every year that I've lived here in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, I grew up with Christmas, but it's just a much more special tradition here in the Philippines. And so I was like, well, what is my my ritual? What is my family tradition? We do put out cookies for Santa. We open gifts on Christmas Day. And then we have the family over and we eat, drink and make merry. Mm-hmm. But it really got me thinking that it's so important to develop these rituals, especially with your family, because this is what they're going to remember. And this is what they're going to grow up and pass down to their own children. Mm -hmm. So it really got me thinking about how I wanted to spend every holiday. And I love what you're saying about how this was a new year ritual. I mean, what a brilliant way of bringing in the new year 
you know, starting afresh, deciding what you want and putting it out there. And what I love even more is that you've been able to bring your children into it. And whatever you teach your children at a young age, that is something that they really retain. So you're already teaching your kids that they can manifest and create their reality at this young age. That's awesome. I love it. How do your kids take to it? Like, are they excited? Do they feel like, you know, do we have to do this? How does it work? Well, well, um, you know, honestly, even for me, it was just something that we had to do, you know. Um, it started out that way because, you know, no one really wants to do like a chore if you think about it, <laughs> you know. You just want to have right. fun. You want to play with your, I mean, the kids want to play with their cousins, you know, stuff like that. And even for you, it's like, wait, you know, I just finished buying all the gifts. I just want to relax and, you know, and eat and, right. and, you know, enjoy and have a good time. But then eventually like it all began to make sense and you know whenever you look back and you see your vision board like from last year or the previous year it's like oh my gosh a lot of these things actually came to pass and and you look back and it's like wow how did I think of that or I mean did it really happen for me and so you know it took several years before I actually really looked forward to it and did it like really because it was something that I wanted to do. <laughs> so I have to be honest wow. about that. It took a while. Um, yeah. And even with the kids, actually, until now, it's still a bit, they're not fully there yet, you know. Um, but then again, it's something that they still do. But eventually, you know, you can't force them to really be into it if it's, you know, in their own time. They'll find that spark somewhere. I mean, for me, it's only been three years that I really, really took it to heart. And yeah, actually, the past, before, the three, before the three years, I don't even remember what my word was for the year. I don't even remember the verse. But the past three years, I remember it by heart because I look at the journey and from where I started till now, like it really, they connect to each other somehow. Wow. You know, it really is like a journey and a process. And that's why I really remember it. It sounds like, you know, it sounds like you finally fully embraced the whole vision board process in the last couple of years where it's coming from the heart, which I think powers up the vision board, you know, a lot, a lot more um, than when you're doing it because you have to. So there has to be that really strong desire. So I'm sure in the last three years, what that vision board has done for you is probably tenfold or, you know, it, it's so much more magnetic than it might have been in the past. Mm-hmm. I also totally agree with you that with children, you know, you initially it may start off as a chore, but I do believe you're planting the seeds, right? So yeah. even though they might not be completely into it, they know what it is. It's there. It's kind of like humming in the background because yeah. I had the same experience, Mikaela, with yoga. Like I, I really love yoga mm-hmm. and I wanted my kids <laughs> to learn yoga and I had two boys. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I would, you know, get my boys to start doing all, all this, you know, like yoga from like YouTube classes that didn't work. So then I enrolled them in an online yoga class, which was fun from them in the beginning, but then they started complaining that they don't want to do it. And, you know, so we stopped because they had some other classes, but every now and then they play and I see them doing yoga poses, you know, Mm -hmm. or I see them like saying something about breathing. So they retained it, you know, and I think it'll come back. It'll come back again. Yeah. It's a little thing actually that you'll notice. It's not really the 
the whole tradition like per se but it's the lessons that they learn in between that actually makes more sense to them i think you know eventually it's all gonna come together so yeah yeah baby steps <laughs> absolutely yeah, yeah baby steps <laughs> As long as we are doing what we can, you know, to plant the garden, mm -hmm. right? Okay, let's talk about the vision boards you've been creating over the last three years. Tell me about them. So, so this is actually... Ah, you brought it! it. Yay. I actually keep it on display in my room. So it's something that I look at, you know. And um, I actually kept the other ones, but I, I, yeah. But this is the last one I did, actually. So it's really simple. Um it's nothing, you know, it's nothing too detailed. It's my ideas in general. And, you know, sometimes, actually all the time, every year when I start, when I look at it, when I, I don't know where to start. It's always like you start with a blank nothing, like completely nothing. I'm like, where do I start? So what I do is, and how I encourage people to start is you basically just flip through magazines without overthinking. And you look through pictures that catch your attention. Could be words, pictures, scenarios, anything. And don't overthink. You just cut it out and you put it there on the side. And then before you know it, when you go back to them, it all comes together because you're like, okay, what attracted me to this picture? What drew me in? And then you realize it's actually all connected to each other. And so me, when I did um, my vision board this, this year, well, I did it on January 1st. This was the word that came to begin again and it's the first word that popped out I'm like wow like when you look at the magazines and the pictures there are certain pictures and words that speak to you and it won't speak the same way to someone else so it really depends where you're coming from what your experience is now what your story is now and they'll just pop up and because I mean we all look at the same magazines we all just you know flip it around like okay here next next but the kids are drawn to something else, you know? So it depends really on who's looking at it. And then I added pictures to it, you know, like new home, you know, um, a wall of cars. And then my word for the year, which is embrace. So the past three years, my first word was simplify. I wanted to simplify life. And everything in my vision board encapsulated that. I just wanted everything to be simple. I didn't want to overthink I just wanted a simple life and a simple way of thinking. And the next year, which was last year, my word was flow. So from simplifying life, I just wanted to flow with life. Whatever life threw at me, I just wanted to let it be. You know, don't struggle, don't fight. And everything that happened last year really was a flow. Even if it was one of the hardest and most difficult times in my life last year, I just want it to flow. And every time I go through something in my life, I always look at my word. I'm like, okay, what can this word teach me right now? And then this year, my word came to me was embrace. You know, with everything that has happened in my life, I just want to embrace what it is, whether it's painful, whether it's hard, whether it's happy, whatever it is, embrace it because that's what life is all about. And I, I find that when you struggle and when you wrestle with things, it just becomes harder and it becomes stressful and you end up sinking more but when you just accept it as it is like okay this is hard now what can I do embrace it and then you ride it you flow with it and you just take it as it is because life happens and and life is not always easy life has hard moments difficult moments sad moments but when you embrace it 
you just live, you live through it and it makes it somehow easier. And, you know, when you look forward, it's like, okay, I'm embracing this, that maybe tomorrow, maybe later, maybe next week, things are going to turn around and it's going to be okay. You can't be having a hard time the whole time. There's a break somewhere. Somehow it's going to, there's a break there and it's going to be okay. And then, you know, sometimes it will go back to being a sad moment, a hard moment, but then you go up again. It's impossible to stay in a rut the whole time. There's a break somewhere and you just have to accept and realize that that life happens. And when you think of it that way, there's always hope and it makes easier to embrace life. So yeah, and then um you know when I have whenever I have um what do you call this a word, I always back it up with a verse because that makes it more solid in my life. It it's backed up by faith, it's backed up by, you know, what I believe in, my Christianity, my faith, and it it always just works out. Whenever I feel like okay, I'm going through a hard time, what's my word? Embrace. What's the verse? And it always reassures me at the perfect time. So my verse actually for this year is Isaiah 43:2. It's when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. And that's exactly how I look at embrace. You know, whatever happens, I'm going to be okay. So as I embrace life, as I embrace the hardship, as I embrace sad moments, I don't have to worry because the promise says when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. So whatever happens, you know, it's going to be okay. And um, rise and grind. That was another picture that I was really drawn to me because I also started working out. So it's not just the physical, but there's a double meaning to it. It's time to rise up and, you know, get working. This is a new phase in my life that I have to work harder. I have to improve on myself. I have to have strength. So it's like double meaning, both physical, physically, emotionally, and mentally. And then also here, I included state of mind. My state of mind, I want it to be clear. I want it to be light. And, um, you know, whenever I look at my board, it's like these are just reminders, like big reminders, bullet points in my life that keep me in check, that keep me on track. So I don't have to get sucked into the difficulties in life. And that's what a vision board is, basically. It's a reminder. It, it's like, okay, I'm having a bad day. I look at it. I'm like, okay, what can I remember? What do I remember from this bad day? You know, I, I just remember that I, I can rise and grind. I can begin again. You know, I have goals. How do I move on to get to those goals? Will this problem keep me from that? So what can I do about it? So I always, it's a lot of mental work and um, it took a lot to get to this also. But yeah, emotionally, mentally, it's a lot of things that you have to realize on your own and at your own time. This is something that no one teaches you. It just happens through experience. And if I can actually share this experience with others so that if they're going through it and they don't know where to start, this is based on what worked for me and how it worked for me. So I just wanted to share that with you guys who are listening. So there. I love everything you said, you said, Mikaela, and there were so many nuggets of wisdom. I almost like I wanted to write it all down because I wanted to talk to you about each one. But OK, let me see what I remember <laughs> that I really wanted to kind of highlight. First of all, I love the key phrase you used. Life happens. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. You know, things happen all the time. We can't control it. There's nothing, you know, we can do to foresee 
sometimes certain situations that show up mm-hmm. and taking that attitude that life happens. Okay. Let me just embrace it and embrace you. You said it actually, that it's all about acceptance, isn't it? It's about accepting the situation and then deciding to kind of, you know, move forward with it or to kind of like throw yourself into it or just, you know, do the best you can. So for me, that word embrace is really the power of acceptance. And I think that that's what I see as something that you have really developed within you. Another point I wanted to talk to is this whole idea of having a word. You know, you said simplify and then flow Mm -hmm. and then now it's embrace. And it's like your mantra, isn't it? It's like your theme, you know, whatever happens, you'll go back to the one thing because we sometimes can't keep everything in our mind, you know, things we've read or what people told us or, but we can definitely keep that one word. And what I did actually, I kept it on a bracelet. So my daughter made a bracelet, you know, those word cubes, those letter cubes. Yeah. That's what I would wear, especially last year. So I have actually a bracelet. I'll show you. (laughs) I have it here. So this is another bracelet that I have. It says flow. That was my word last year. So you wear it, you know, little reminders because you can also have it on your phone as a background. But yeah, you know, I would look at the bracelet every time and be like, you know, sometimes you just stare out when you're having a bad day or like when things get overwhelming. And then all of a sudden you look at your wrist and you're like, huh, it's the word again. So you look for reminders that can keep you in check. You know, that's one little thing. So Amazing. So here's a great tip, right? For all our listeners is pick a word that's going to embody the year for you. And it might be something that you know, you have to learn Mm -hmm. because I almost think that every time you chose a word, it was because it's something you aspired to. Yes, So obviously, right. Your, your life must've felt really cluttered or really messy. And so simplify was kind of your goal. Yeah. That was the vision. Yeah, and it was also, I felt like um, before, like three, that was three years ago, I would overthink. I was always overthinking and I was just, you know, I should do this. Overcomplicating. Yeah. And then I. Overcomplicating like, things. I this, right. I should do that. And then you don't end up doing anything because you're thinking of so many things and you're like, I ended up doing nothing. So I wanted to simplify my life and everything. So what I did was, okay, what's my goal? How do I get there? That's it. And that's what I focus on. Everything else on the side, I don't mind anymore. It's like, you know, the vision, you know, what do you call it? Where the horse has those eyeballs. Tunnel vision. Tunnel vision, I think it's called. Exactly. Right. That's really what I wanted out of my life in three years ago. So... So that whole like, you know, analyzing and overanalyzing, I used to do that when I was younger before I started my own like healing well-being journey. Mm -hmm. And so I would call it like analysis paralysis because you're you're analyzing that you freeze, right? Because you you've overanalyzed everything. You can't make a decision anymore because Mm -hmm. you're living in a state of fear. Yes. What will happen if I do this or this? And it's just so complicated. Mm -hmm. So simplify. I think that's a really great word for those people who might be feeling the same way you might have been at that time. And then your next word was flow. So I'm guessing you were feeling a resistance to things in your life or not being able to kind of, you know, easily or be flexible or adjust 
to things. Maybe there was a little bit of like, you know, stepping back and not really being able to flow. So I'm guessing that's what was happening in your life last year. And then this year, it's like, okay, now that I know how to flow, I'm going to learn to fully embrace. So there's a story in there. Exactly. Right? Yeah. These words are markers. They're the story of your personal growth journey over the last three years. Right? Mm -hmm. Really sick. I'm from three years ago to now. It's like I'm a different person. I feel like I'm so much more confident in myself. I love myself more. I put value in myself more. And I know I know my value also, um, that people cannot control me or talk over me anymore. It's like, wait, I know I have set my own boundaries. And I really think that these practices actually of having a vision board, the words, it really helped me, especially mentally and emotionally. Yeah. So my circumstance this year was different because I didn't get to do it with family anymore. And I decided that even if it was a different circumstance, a different setting, I wanted to do my vision board for myself because I believe that this was not anymore something out of tradition and out of what we had to do, but I was doing it for me. And um, it was a different experience altogether as well because it was really like quiet time and alone time for me. And it's something that I did on the new year. So it was a different kind of reflection and a different kind of appeal also. So I don't know, whatever you're feeling or whatever your setting is, whether with family, whether alone, you know, there are a lot of single people here, there are a lot of married people here. So whatever it is, there's a different effect when you do it. And it doesn't have to be always around family. You can do it your own quiet time. And sometimes you can even choose to do it maybe like say mid-year because sometimes you can do like first six months. This could be your vision for the first six months. And then maybe mid-year, it, it changes. So it could be something that you do for you. It, there's no like, you know, like no fixed rules of how to do your vision board, when to do your vision board. If you feel like changing it up like mid-year, I mean, why not? You know, who's to say like that you can't or can't do it, you know? So, yeah. So I think that's a really good example, actually, Mikaela, of you embracing the vision board process because you were willing to do it on your own with or without anyone there. And it was all about like you and what you wanted to create. So great example. Let's crystallize this a little bit more. Right. So look for our listeners, look for what's been challenging you or troubling you the most over your last year. And pick a word, okay? Some theme that will kind of get you out of that negative, you know, pattern or cycle or challenge and let that word be, you know, kind of the guiding light. Because I noticed you said, even as you were doing your vision board, the word was kind of showing up in different areas with the other pictures you were, you know, you were putting on the board. So it almost became like that, word became the theme that runs through every aspect of your life. And it naturally sort of happens. Mm -hmm. And I think like when you see the word or you say the word or you think of it, it'll click. It's like, you know, when you know the one, it'll just <laughs> click and you'll be like, that's my word. You know, that's the one I'm going to live by for the year. What's funny, we use exactly the same magazines every year. So it's not like, it's not like, oh, it's new material. No, it's the same exact pictures and words that I see every year. 
but it just appeals differently to me depends on what how my life is like or how things are going for me so really whatever magazine you have or newspaper whatever it will speak to you differently every single year yeah because we're in a different headspace aren't we mm-hmm. right every year where we end the year on a different note different things have happened the challenges are different the, the highs are different so i think it's it's true of life that every situation depending on how we feel at any given moment, we'll see different things. Yeah. Right? Or they'll trigger us differently. Like some things may trigger you if you are, you know, already stressed out about other things. Whereas if you're actually in a great space, then those same things, you know, you you won't even bat an eyelash. That's really true about perspective. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, or sometimes the things that trigger you last year are not the same things that trigger trigger you anymore this year. So that's also growth, you know, growth happens. Do you think that's also because you've learned the lesson? And so now those triggers almost, you know, they're they're not really relevant anymore. You know, they don't really kind of, they aren't a trigger anymore because you've learned what you needed to. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And I guess that's how you said you said it was growth. That's exactly what you said. I just kind of broke it down. Um, so I'm, I'm actually just echoing your sentiment. <laughs> okay, now tell me about a vision board experience, Nikaila, that that was really memorable. You know, something you put on there and you're like, when it when it happened, you're like, oh my God, this was on my vision board. Or, you know, even a point at which you reflected back on the vision board and you recognize, like, wow, all of this actually happened. Tell me something, you know, that gives a little bit more clarity to people of how it would work. Okay, well, so I'll reflect on my vision board last year. And I kind of saw, I still remember it when I think about it. I can see it in my head mentally. And um, I remember what I had on there was community. I wanted a community where that would be there like family. And actually last year, I was able to build that because I went on this app called Kumu. It's like a live streaming app. And we created a family there, Mika Ellis Club. and that actually happened. And I didn't realize it like till I saw the vision board after. Because before I start my vision board for the next year, I kind of look at what my vision board was last year and I kind of review like, oh, this happened, this happened. And then um, I also had on a, like a luggage. I put on a luggage there, but I didn't really mean, I didn't really know exactly what it meant. I thought it meant travel. I thought it meant, um, I don't know, packing for something and I realized oh my gosh I had packed my life (laughs) and my my life was basically packed in a suitcase like literally and I was like oh so that was that was what it meant I didn't travel at all like usually because I always look forward to travel every year but last year was a different kind of travel it wasn't a travel to another country it was a travel in life and um, you know you look at those things like oh so that's what it meant (laughs) you know Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You don't know what you're thinking subconsciously, or you kind of feel like something's gonna happen, but you don't know exactly. And that's why you have a vision board. You kind of put your dreams there, your visions, and you do, sometimes when you put it on there, you don't know exactly what it means. And then later on, you'll realize, ah, so that's what it meant. And it gives you clarity to move on to the next. And then I also... Wow. Yeah, I know. And Michaela, I'm going I'm to interject because I'm like completely awestruck by how you have put this all together. Because it's almost like you and the universe are speaking in code. And the code are the images that you're putting on the vision board, which is why, you know, your whole process of not overthinking, you know, because some people, they'll make a list of goals and then they'll be like, okay, my next step is I'm going to take these goals and I'm going to find the pictures and put that on my vision board. But you're actually like totally eliminating that step. And you're just like, wait, I'm just going to pull out images, cut out the images that speak to me, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's some kind of tug in your heart, maybe that attracts you to a certain picture. And I feel like maybe that's you and the universe collaborating on like what you need to, you know, understand or what you need to learn or what you need to create in in your life. So it's like you're speaking in this mysterious language of images. And then, you know, how these images are really just metaphors for different aspects of your life mm-hmm. and you pick up on them probably when you're ready to see it when you're ready to understand yeah. what the universe was trying to show you or what the universe was trying to tell you mm-hmm. and um it's just kind of like you have your own personal coach with the universe yeah. right it's the subconscious working and you know almost um what's the word i'm looking for it's like your subconscious was applying itself on that kind of energetic level mm-hmm. to help you move forward. Yeah. <laughs> um, amazing. Yeah. And even more recently, um, so it's only been what, two weeks since, oh, not even two weeks since um, the new year started. One of the first pictures that I cut out was a new home. And just today, actually, I got that. I just signed, you know, something for a new home that I'm moving into. And it's, ex- and it's so funny because the space, like what I had in mind, like with the space and the, you know, it's ex- when I saw the home, when I checked it out, I'm like, it, I was like, oh my gosh, it kind of reflected each other. It's, it's exactly the feel and the view that I wanted. And I'm like, it's only been the first two weeks of the year and already things have happened already to me. Things in my vision board already came to pass and it's just the beginning. It's not, you know, the month isn't even over yet. So I'm really excited for, you know, what else will unfold for me this year. So, yeah. Congratulations on your new home. I wish you, you know, an amazing move and a really beautiful space and energy for you. I wanted to point out actually that, so this is like your third year of really embracing vision boards. So every year, right, 
Because when you do something repeatedly, you get better at it. Yeah. Right. And as you get better at it, you build more confidence in it and you trust it more. And so I think what happened is year on year, as each vision board kind of moved you to that next level in your own life, you built the trust and confidence, which is why it accelerates the vision board process, right? You're getting something in two weeks. And I do believe the more you do a vision board and the more kind of trust and the more energy you put into it, just by looking at it, thinking about it, remembering it, even like the the happiness and joy with which you create one. Mm-hmm. Right. All of that goes into your vision board. It's like you're adding all these different ingredients that are making your vision board even more magnetic, you know, so it can attract into your life all these different things that you want. Yeah. And every time I've done a vision board, it's been incredible in terms of like how things have come. And and I relate with what you said that sometimes you don't know why you put something on there or why that picture is what you got attracted to. Yeah. But then it makes sense. When it happens and you're like, oh, that was because of this. And I wasn't thinking of that when I, you know, put that vision, that picture on my board. But now it makes complete sense. So I totally relate to what you're saying. Yeah. Any tips you have for our listeners? I know you've already given some great information about how you put your board together. Mm -hmm. But over the last years, anything you've picked up that has helped you maybe do the vision board better every year? I mean, I don't think there's a better way to do it, but I think there's definitely a way that's more comfortable or more intuitive to you. So anything you can think of that we can share with our listeners? Well, uh, first, I think just don't overthink. Literally, like I like I said earlier, you go there with just a willingness to do it. That's it. That's all you need to do. Just be willing and be open. Flip through the pages. Cut whatever you see that catches your eye and then put it together. And then it just magically all makes sense. I mean, it just magically puts a perfect picture together. And, you know, you can even start by, you know, playing your favorite music and, you know, setting the tone, like even lighting a candle, you know, I do it with candles because I don't know, it relaxes me also a certain time of the day. You know, I like it when the sun is setting, you know, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just really magical for me. And, after that, when I look at it, it really encourages me. So I look, you can even do it at the time when you're feeling low or discouraged, because these are things also that help you get up again and help you have hope and inspiration again. And also, it's never too late to start. You don't have to do it in the new year, maybe because a lot of things have happened. You can start now. It doesn't matter. You can even start, you know, Valentine's Day or whatever, your birthday, it can, it's really up to you. There's no fixed, you know, instructions how to do it and, and time. Find it at your own time and when you feel like doing it. Because also you don't want to be doing something and it's like, oh, I have to do this. You do it because you want to. And there's just so much more, I don't know, depth to it when you do it at the time where it's like, okay, I'm going to do this. You know, your heart has to be open and willing because... I don't know, it, it, there's just a different appeal to me and a different, I mean, it's just so much more special that way. And I don't know, I, I can't wait for you guys to try it. You can even try it right after this, you know, listening to this podcast and see how it changes your life. It really is life changing for me, actually. So 
I want to reiterate what you said, because I've heard you say it a couple of times now already. And I think that it's such an important message is don't limit yourself, you know, to how it must be done, when it must be done, you know, um, like a, a lot of people do it in the beginning of the year. And of course, that is a great time to do it. But I like how you came up with doing it at the end of the year, you know, before you enter the new year, like that's a really cool way of doing it as well. So definitely, you know, I, I completely support what you said, which is don't feel like it has to be done a certain way or at a certain time, because you're just doing the whole analysis, right? Again, which is you'll end up not taking any steps like, oh, no, it's too late. I can't do one right now. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so don't overthink is a really great message. How long do you set aside, Mikaela, to sit down and, you know, go through pictures and put it on your board? Is it like something you do at a stretch? Do you break it up over a week? Oh, um, do you keep adding to it? How do you do it? You do it at one time, like, because um, once I'm into it, like it's a flow already and I don't want to cut my thought process when I put it together. So usually it takes me like an, an hour or two, really, just to put the pictures together. But then again, it's up to you how you want to do it. Maybe you're looking at a magazine now, you cut pictures and then you set it aside again. And then maybe the next day you look again through pictures, cut it out and put it together. So it really, again, depends on you. But for me, I just do it at one time, like I, an hour or two. and yeah, and I and I take my time. For me, that you know, don't rush, because again, your vision board is something that shouldn't be rushed. And I mean, if you would take a month to do it, I mean, that's on you. Um, that there's all a purpose and reason why you guys <laughs> might take a month to do it. So uh, again, at your own time, at your own pace. I really believe also that you know everything just falls into place at the perfect time, and for a different reason, for a purpose. And each story is different. Each vision board is different. And whatever it is you're going through in your life, um, it's, it's all meant to just happen that way. So don't feel pressured because you're not doing it in one sitting, like one hour, two hours. I mean, take all the time you need and yeah, you'll figure it out. It's all going to fall into place. You know, I have to really recognize you, Mikaela, because in everything you're saying, I keep seeing the same three words oh, really? in what you're saying. Hmm. Let me, let me explain what's going through my mind, you know, as you're talking and I'm listening to you simplify, <laughs> right? That was your first word. Yeah. And you have simplified the whole vision board process. You know, it's not about when, how you do it, just do it the way you want to do it. Make it simple, right? Don't overthink. Mm -hmm. And then flow. <laughs> right? You're talking about being in that space and flowing and you keep using these words too. And just, you're very like, oh, just allow it to happen. You know, like you're very flow, you know, it's, it's just like, so it's so present in your energy. And then finally to this year's word embrace, right? It's like embrace the process, embrace that you're going to do it alone or embrace that this is how it is. Like it's in everything you say, which I think really demonstrates how valuable it is to kind of sit down and just do that exercise of what is my word for the year? What is my theme? Mm -hmm. I think that is the biggest takeaway from today. I know we were supposed to, you know, this episode is supposed to be about the vision board and it is, yeah. but I also think it's really about kind of zeroing in or focusing on what is it that I want to embody? What is it that I want to learn? What is it that I want to 
you know, achieve this year in terms of that quality or trait Mm -hmm. that, you know, that's something that I want to add to everything about me so that I can kind of go to the next level, right? Yeah, true. Because last year, I just realized um, that I was always like in a struggle. It's like, okay, this is happening. Ah, panic. Okay, how do I how do I fight this? It's like I was always struggling. And I realized like the more you struggle, the more you sink, the more harder it becomes. That's why I realized that, okay, this year I just want to accept it as it is and embrace. And that's actually how the word came about. Again, it was because it was something that I was going through. And yeah, like now I feel actually even the first week already even now it's only been two weeks into the new year and i feel like i've already learned to embrace it so now i'm not so panicky anymore i'm i'm just okay i'm more chill (laughs) you know and and just embracing everything that happens and when you embrace everything that happens you understand also that everything is just meant to happen as it is when you look at it that way and when you look at your life that way it's like okay it's an inconvenience but it's okay i think it's meant to happen because when you look back, you're like, ah, good thing that happened. Because if not, I wouldn't turn out this way. I wouldn't have learned this lesson or I wouldn't be here now. So again, when you look at life that way, when you just embrace it and just allow things to happen, whether good, bad, sad, it all just works out. And you know, you don't have to worry anymore because it's like, okay, it's part of my life. It's part of my story. It's part of my journey. And it becomes less of a struggle, you know, dealing with hardship. That word allow, actually, I think is also a very powerful word. If anybody wants to borrow that, that's a really good one to, to, you know, get to in your life. Um, It's something that I personally love is learning to allow things to happen because we always try to control. So if you're like a control type, control freak type of person, then switching over to allowing things to happen would actually be of value to you. So, you know, this is a great example of just taking something that you have difficulty with and then finding a word that might turn it around for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, beautiful, beautifully said, Mikaela, everything you've said actually is just so spot on. As a, as a healer and a coach, this is what I help other people with. And I'm so thrilled to hear you you know, saying the same things and actually saying it in a very simple and easy to understand way. I think it's very helpful for everyone to listen in. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Now, um, I want to ask you about some of the challenges that you've been through. You said last year was particularly difficult for you. And the year before that, you know, you, you had some obviously specific intentions about what you wanted to accomplish for yourself in that year, which had to do with like simplifying, right? So how have you used the word of the year? Okay. And you might even have an example from this year to actually handle a certain situation differently or to approach it in a way that is more aligned with what you choose to be rather than what your natural reaction might have been. Mm -hmm. So can you give us an example of that to illustrate your point? Yeah, well, like I was saying, um, you know, before, well, last year, I was always in this struggle, like, okay, you know, how do I, how do I combat that? Or how do I get out of it right away? Um, how do I like I was always panicking because I was like, okay, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? But I realized you just have to whew, okay, you take a step back 
and you breathe and you let it flow. You're like, okay, you ride it. You know, that's why they say flow with the waves, ride with the waves. And that's really how I'm like, okay, flow. So how do I do that? Okay. Literally, I had to literally take a step back. Like, okay. Like I calm myself down and I talk to myself and like, okay, breathe. Okay. Now, okay. Let it. Okay. Right now things are happening, not the way you intended to be, but what can you do? Nothing because it's happening already. If you panic, does it change anything? No, right? So you just have to let it flow. Okay, ride it. It's happening. Okay, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take the pain. I'll take the. I'll take the words. I'll take, you know, all the hardship, everything that's that's happening and falling on me. But then, what do you do about it after? Do you struggle and fight, or you just let it? You just let it and then feel it. You cry it out, and then eventually, okay, okay, that's over. Your feelings are there. You you know, and then you just. Okay, what do I do next? How do I move forward from this? And that's really like my thought process and my emotional process because when things happen and it's something that you thought that would never happen to you, it could be a heartbreak, it could be um, an argument, it could be an ending of a relationship, something like that. You never think that it will happen to you, but when it happens, how do you move forward? You know, um, I've, I've been getting a lot of DMs from, um, you know, personal messages from followers. Like, how do you move forward, especially when everything just falls, like it crumbles in front of you? And there's no specific answer as to how to move forward. Only you can decide that. You decide, okay, today I'm going to change the way I see the situation, the way I see my life now. It's like, okay, what can I do for me? You have to look inward. And you start from there because no one will, no one can give you answers. No matter, you know, where you look, your family, your friends, yeah, they'll give advice here and there, but no one's going through it the same way you are. And that's what I realized also um, when I see people going through certain things, let's say maybe losing a loved one or like going through a separation and everything. You think, ah, you know, you have the right words to say, but when it happens to you, you can't expect, it's like, ah, I didn't see it that way. And you can never really judge or say, no, oh, no, just get over it. Or no, tomorrow it's going to be. Because sometimes it doesn't feel that way. When you're going through it, it's like, is, is this ever going to end? And you feel hopeless and alone. But So now I have more empathy and more understanding to people who are going through hard situations. Because it's not, it's not the same. You know, it's not like, oh, one day you'll get over it. Or, ah, just let them be. Ah, just, you know, do this. It's different when it happens to you. So you can never say that you know it or you've been through it before because everyone has a different experience, whether it's there, let's say losing someone, losing um, a loved one. I, I mean, I, I've experienced it before losing my grandma, you know, um, but other people have lost their sons, their daughters, and it's all painful, but you can't say that you've been through it because it's so different coming from, you don't know the relationship also that they have. So the pain could be worse. And really, there's no person that can tell you what to do except you. You have to figure out yourself, figure it out yourself. And same thing, if you're ending a relationship also, you know, it's, it's hard to just walk away, especially when you've invested your whole life with that person and you love them and you're disappointed, even if it's, yeah, no one can tell you what to do except you. So sometimes you have to shut out everyone's advice i mean i know it's it's bad because everyone means well everyone around you they mean well and it's easy for people to tell you to do this or to do that but in the end you have to decide it has to be coming from you because it's your life 
and no one else will feel the way you feel. So that's also something that I learned last year um, and I'm bringing it on this year. It's like, it's your life. So you have to fully decide and be fully 100% confident in whatever decision you make, in the feelings that you feel. Um, it has to come from you because if you're not whole inside, if you don't believe in your process, you don't, you're not 100% confident in your decision, you're going to waver. You know, you have to be like, okay, this is my decision and no one else. You have to shut out opinions of others somehow. I mean, yeah, you of course, you, you respect it. You listen to it. But in the end, you put that all together and it really has to be you. What do you want? What do you want out of this? How do you see yourself? What is the process that you need to go through? Are you crying? Are you, you know, are you angry? And, you know, there's no, again, there's no correct answer as to how to deal with heartbreak, with loss. It really just has to come from you. Yeah. And I think that's what people need to remember that, you know, there's no how to whatever, even if people are going through the same or a similar situation, they're all different. They're all different. Yeah. I think what you're saying, Mikaela, is like everybody experiences hardships differently. Yeah. You know, even though it's the same type of hardship, we experience it differently. Some of us like it completely, you know, destroys us. Some of us, you know, we all have different ways of dealing with things. And these situations might be the same across different people, but the impact is also very different to each one of us, you know, based on our hopes and dreams. And there are many different factors that affect that. Yeah. How do you think, Nikaila, that has helped you to respond to people because you mentioned in, in the start of what you said that a lot of people write into you and they ask you, you know, how do you deal with it? How do you get through it? And so on. What do you think recognizing this, which I think is such a powerful understanding also of life, how has that now changed the way you respond to people? Uh, um, I'm sure you're not telling them what to do, you know, cause that's a lesson I've learned too. Even with my clients, if they ask me, Sanaya, how do I do this? Do, what do I do in this situation? I never tell them what to do because at the end of the day, I'm not you. Exactly. And what is right for me is not right for you. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, um, so you have to learn to, you know, connect with people and help them a different way. Mm -hmm. So what is it? How has how have you, yeah, what have you kind of changed? I always ask the question, so what is it that you want? You have to start from there. You ask yourself, what do you want? So this whole situation is thrown at you. And what do you want out of it? Because it always has to start from there. What do you want? Because when you when the, when a situation happens, there's always something that you want out of it. It's either you want to fight back, you want to get through it, you want to fix it. So you have to start with that. What is it that you want? Then you walk towards that. And that's how you step forward. You go towards what you want. And if, let's say, for me, like this is always the scenario that comes to my head. If I had to flip a coin, and you know when you flip a coin, it's like heads or tails, right? There's always, you're wishing for either heads or tails. So when you flip, when I imagine it in my head, like when I flip that, if I had to flip a coin as to what decision I had to make and I'm hoping for something, that's actually what I want. And it makes me, it helps me actually decide 
better. Because when people also are so confused and they can't decide, they're like, oh, I can't decide. I don't know what to do. I always go back to that. Okay, if I have to flip a coin, what is it that I am wishing for? And at that moment, that second, it helps me decide. And also that's something that I help, I'm that I kind of remind my children also because I want them to decide for themselves. It's, you know, like kids have this um, automatic like thing like, mom, no, you decide. What can I wear, right? Or like, what what should I eat? I don't know. Mom, what should I eat? And it, it's those little things and little um, things where you can actually help them apply decision-making. So it's like when they say, oh, I don't know what to eat. Okay, what do you feel like eating? Then I help them decide because um, eventually it becomes a habit and it becomes something that they eventually apply as adults also. So for me, like the flipping a coin thing actually really helps. So when someone comes up to me or sends me a message like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, okay, so I ask myself, what do you want? Always go back to that question and the flipping of a coin. It starts from there. And then eventually you'll, yeah, you'll figure it out. I think that this whole flip a coin exercise, I mean, that's an idea that really sticks. And for all of you guys out there who are struggling with the decision, okay, try this flip a coin exercise. I think it's actually, it's really going to work for you, right? (laughs) It's awesome. I love it. Um, This is such a a high note, Mikaela, to end our conversation. We've actually been chatting for an hour now. Um, And it's been, yeah, it's like just, completely been so fast. It's like we've whizzed through the whole conversation. Though, if I reflect back to everything we talked about, I think that there's so many great strategies, so many great, you know, nuggets of wisdom, as I mentioned earlier, that you can pull out from this conversation. I think a lot of people are going to share the same feeling as I do that this was really such a wonderful learning conversation. So thank you for everything that you've shared. Now, before we end the episode, I asked my guests for their project loving myself mantra or message. What is it that you would like to share with our listeners or something that you live by, you abide by that has helped you to always love yourself? What would that be? I almost think you had so many though, by the way, <laughs> in this whole episode, we could like roll it back you know? and I would like probably find something every few <laughs> minutes that could be your project loving myself mantra, but I am going to put you on the spot to come up with something hmm. that you want to end with. I love myself. Um, I guess no one else is living your life, but you. So you have to decide what it is you want. And really look inward, shut out, again, I mean, shut out all opinions. And in the end, it's you that lives your life. So again, simplify, flow, embrace, and I don't know, look inward. And that's really how you love yourself. You look inward because it's only you that can do that. No one else. Yeah. Perfect. I love it. Thank you again, Mikaela. If people want to reach out to you, because they know, right? And you, they're going to get like a really neutral sounding board. Someone who's going to give them their power back rather than, you know, telling them what to do. How do people follow you? How do they Oh, so you? I'm on Instagram. It's at Mikaela Martinez. That's pretty much, I mean, I have TikTok and stuff, but 
not really active. Um, it's really Instagram. That's like my main um, platform, social media platform. I'm quite active there. Um, I really just, I'm not the type to curate my feed or anything. I mean, whatever I feel like posting, I'll post. I also share snippets of my life and my stories, reality, you know, with my kids, myself. Sometimes I like to share funny things because I love jokes and stuff like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, pretty much if I see your message, I, I really reply. I really try to reply to most DMs and comments and all of that. So feel free to follow me there and yeah, keep in touch. And I'll vouch for that, you guys, because I commented on her vision board post and she replied me oh, really? right away. Okay. Yeah. You did? Yeah, that's how you messaged me. Yeah. Oh. So you really oh. did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, so you, you, she, she, I stand by what she says. <laughs> Mikaela, have you been letting me mispronounce your name this whole episode? Is it Mikaela? Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I've been saying it the American way, which is Mikaela. Mikaela. I knew a Mikaela growing up, but it was Mikaela. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My excuse is I'm not born here. And I've only lived here for 12 years, which is long enough. But that is why um, sometimes I do. You know, I don't do great on pronunciation. So my apologies. Mikaela, which is actually prettier. That's fine. <laughs> Thank you so much Thank for coming on Project Loving Myself. And I'm so grateful. And I'm sure everybody else is too. Thank you. Thank you. Mikaela was so interesting to talk to. And thankfully, I finally got her name right this time. I love when you totally connect with what someone is saying. You get them and they get you, which makes you so open to learning from each other, just like you and me. You tuning into this episode is opening that space up in your mind to embrace change with new ideas and aha moments. Thank you for taking this journey with me. You know the drill. Subscribe to the podcast and give me a rating, please. Share this episode with someone you love. What was your most turbocharged takeaway from this conversation? Tag at Project Loving Myself podcast and at Sanaya Gurnamal on socials with your thoughts. Oscar Wilde said, be yourself. Everybody else is already taken. And when you can embrace who you are, then you can also embrace the unknown. It is the only certainty. That's a quote by author Jane Ann Krentz. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Project Loving Myself, brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and powered up by Pod Machine. You are loved. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.